This is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, Tank Girl, Miriam Joie. Brought to you by Audible. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Hi and welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Joie, and today is Thursday, August 19th, 2021, and my guests are two wonderful people. I have Ryan Whitwam here of Android Police, and I have Nate Gray of Fandroid. Woo-hoo. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. I know it's quite the intro. So, okay, we're here to talk about a few things. This is Pixel 5a week. We all have our phones, right? Like, we can all show them. I don't have mine on me. <laughs> You've already shunned it. I am. Well, uh, no, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's fine. I was using it last night. It's, it's a fabulous phone. And we have, we're actually here for a moto event in New York City. That's why we're here together. And we want to talk about this phone. It's actually, by the time you hear and see this podcast, this phone will be official. And we have a lot to say about it. Yeah, we have yeah. things to say. It's pretty, it's pretty sad, the things I, we have I, to say. I don't think there's a lot to say. There are things to say, but... Yeah. And then the other topics I want to talk about there is the Realme GT Master's Edition. There's a bunch of, there's a couple of those to talk about. So those are weird because normally the Realme Masters Editions are always the same phone, just a special edition of it. But this time they actually created completely new phones. And one of them is actually very similar to the OnePlus Nord 2, which I have in my pocket right now and is freaking fantastic. I actually think as an aside, maybe you guys will agree or not. I don't know. To me, this is better than OnePlus 9 right now. I mean, like, objectively, I don't think it's a better phone, but I think it is a much better phone when you figure in how much it costs. I think for me, it's about the, there's, there's some bunch of factors here. The number one is OIS on the IMX766. It's just a better camera, just period. Like one, one micron pixels, pixel bin, right? Mm-hmm. Down to like four to one. It's, it's like immediately you're getting like a better experience. You're getting two micron pixels. And then the other thing is, you know, the only thing that stops you from getting like, super excited about it is no wireless charging, which the 9 has. But if you look at the price difference, yeah, you get an 888 on the 9. But the reality for me, what really like kind of makes me happy with the, uh, the, the Nord 2 is that you get, a, I think you get a better camera. You get a cheaper, much cheaper price. You get great performance. You lose wireless charging, but I feel that's what the 9 should have been. Like, you know, I can accept that the Nord 2 has plastic frame. Like, but the nine has a plastic frame, which I think is unacceptable yeah, at that I price. I think point. it's yeah. yeah. The, at the price point of the OnePlus Nine, you shouldn't be dealing with plastic at all. It should be all premium materials. Yeah. But my issue with the Nord comes down to simply availability. While it is a fantastic, I mean, phone, it's not a US too, model. Yeah. But it's not a US model. But it's also not broadly available across Europe and Asia too. It's only select markets, which is kind of like the Pixel Five A. It's a great phone, but it's yeah, select markets. What, when I'm trying to compare phones, I was actually doing a Nord 2 versus Pixel 5a comparison. And when my comparison, I'm like, it really doesn't matter which phone is better because it only matters where you can actually buy this phone. Because if you're importing it, you're paying a premium $100, $150 premium tax just because you're importing and paying international shipping. So the value proposition completely goes out the window for either device yeah. if you're not within those market, which is so insane because both of those phones are so good. 
right? And that's the limited market availability is really what kills it for both of those phones for me. So the master, the master is not masters, it's master edition Realme GT. There's two models and one of them, the better one, is almost a dead ringer spec wise for the Nord 2, but it has a Snapdragon 870 instead. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about that. Then we have the Redmi 10, $179 phone with no 5G, MediaTek Helio G88, which is the highest end, I think, of the Helios. The, yeah, it's the highest end Helio. And a, I want to say, oh, it has a 50 megapixel yeah, a, yeah, camera 50 of megapixel some kind. Camera. It's crazy. And then 5,000 milliamp hour battery and 120 hertz IPS panel for $179. We have to talk about that, especially after we have the whole conversation about Moto. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I know different mm -hmm. markets, but I feel like the US market can continue being so insular about this affordability when OnePlus is already eating Moto's launch with phones like the N200 5G and T-Mobile made the Revel V plus 5G, which I'm holding right now, a $200 phone that kicks pretty good ass for what it costs, in my opinion, so you're so far using it. I want to talk about my Tesla Model 3 review that is now live on TechRadar. I'm writing car reviews, specifically EV and uh, plug-in EVs for TechRadar going forward, so please be aware of that. And that's really all I have to say about that. Go, go read the review. It'll be in the show notes. And then uh, Samsung Galaxy A52s. 5G. They put the right chip in that thing, finally. Like, can we talk about that? Just because we can get it out. We strike yeah, it out right now. Yeah, yeah. Take a Galaxy A52 5G with a Snapdragon 750G and put a Snapdragon 778G in there. And that's the new A52S. Yeah. 5G. I don't know why they didn't just release that phone. It's only been like, what, like a month and a half since the other one. Yeah, it's been a month and a half. Is it more what expensive? What was the price difference? I think there's yeah. a $50 yeah. price difference. So it takes it from a $499 phone to a $599 phone, which yeah. when you compare it specifically in the U.S. market again to the Pixel 5a, which has the 765G, it's the, the performance differences between those chips are negligible at best. Like if you run benchmarks and you're using them day to day, you're not going to notice a difference. It might be about 5%. So I, I really don't know why they didn't do it out of the gate, but I think that price point is what they were trying to hit. They were trying to hit the 499 price point before. And for those who want just a little bit more, here's a slightly more expensive device. But is it coming to the U.S. market or is it only available? Uh, it's my understanding that Korea it is going to eventually. Yeah, cause, but I don't think U.S. carriers have picked it up yet. No, I, I doubt that they, that yeah. they will. So it might only be unlocked through Samsung.com. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like you that it should have been that chip, and I actually feel honestly that it should have been five hundred dollars. Yeah. I mean, yeah, chip. I, yeah. a little more aggressive. This is, this is Samsung. If they want to sell that phone for four ninety nine, well, they, they can, can do, do it. it. They can do it. They and just so, have to why cut into their go margins. through these shenanigans? Yeah, but I, I don't the reality is, you're here to get your news, and there is now a Samsung Galaxy A fifty two S five G. If you want that sweet spot of a little more performance, I think this is going to give it to you. Yeah, you and, know. and to connect that to Motorola yet again, that phone has uh, 120 hertz OLED. OLED. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now we've covered two news items. Well, the the my my Tesla Model Three review was more an announcement, and then we have the Samsung. I also want to talk about the Z Fold Three first impressions, especially the under display camera. You wrote an article about this. Yeah. And you have the phone with you I do. here, so we we are going to show you folks in the video. Those are watching on video. 
the actual maybe you can show the what you showed on the photos in your article yeah i, don't know how I mean i don't know how it i'll have to get like real close but yeah when you ultra wide so i think if you can get about a foot away from the camera they'll see it the point is, oh, I see it already. Yeah, it's like it's like a little it's pixel off art. center. You yeah, see it. Yeah, it's it's like a little pixel art stop sign. I'm gonna hold it up here, see if that shows up on the video. You maybe go back and forth with the screen like like that. Yeah, yeah. And they might be able to see it better. Anyway, so folks, remember there is a video version of this podcast if you join the Patreon, right? So there you go. There's your reason. Patreon.com/slash/tankerl. Patreon.com/slash/tnkgrl. Check it out. So. What's your take, like your first impression? You're reviewing this so, right now. Yeah, I mean, so I, I actually own the Z Fold 2. I've used it a lot over the last year, and it's been one of my favorite phones. And this is better. So I guess this is also one of my favorite phones now. So you were telling me last night the things you noticed the most are the difference in screen ruggedness, yeah. the inside screen. So like on the Z Fold 2, the top layer of that screen was so soft you could dent it with your fingernail. With your fingernail, yeah. And it's and I and even if you try to be careful with it, like it just picks up dings and scratches and it's just it's not like great long term. But this one, obviously I haven't had it that long, but it seems like it's a lot it's a lot harder. Like you can feel it's you know, it doesn't give as much when you press. And they yeah. also have they have this uh, silly stylus that you can get for it. It comes in its own little leather case, which is unnecessary. And the tip and the tip yeah the tip retracts. Like here, like push push on the tip. You, We'll probably be surprised how much force it wow, takes. Wow, it's actually quite a bit of force. Yeah, and, more than and, I expected. And when they yeah. explained this to me, I thought, oh, that's just it's gonna like flex like a like a fountain pen or something. But it takes like a lot of force. But I've been like I've been stabbing this thing, and it I doesn't. Mean, it, it's a couple pounds of force. Yeah, it's, and it doesn't it doesn't like, damage the screen, which I think is fantastic. That's a big improvement <clears throat> over last year's phone. Well, and they also have the. S Pen digitizer underneath yep. the display as well, which adds a little of the rigidity yeah. to it. Yeah, I mean, and that's and so like this is the fold edition pen. They have like the uh, like the full size, the the fancy one that has like the Bluetooth stuff. This doesn't have any of that, so it doesn't need to charge. Um, so it's just the inductive. It's just passive, yeah. 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 But I mean, it's you know, if if all you really need to do is write on on the fold, like this thing works great. I mean, I've been really impressed with like, I mean, it feels just like using a note on like like a bigger screen. So obviously we've got a better chip in here, 888. We've got a 120 hertz front display now. Yeah. The cameras are pretty much a continuation yeah. of what they've always done. Triple 12 megapixel. Yeah. Pretty solid, you know. But again, it's like pixel. It's like you're gonna get a very good set of results, but it's kind of stagnating a bit compared to the S21, yeah, right? I mean, you can't take as many different like kinds of photos because you don't like you don't have like really long reach. Yeah, like, but I mean, like, it's a three X, right? It's two. Oh, it's only two. It's yeah. yeah so I mean, it's yeah, it could be better. But I mean, I understand why they you know they can't fit like a huge camera you can't module, fit the periscope in camera module. Yeah, in there. but I honestly feel that the Z Fold and the Z Flip, the new ones and the old ones, the, that twelve megapixel triple set or double in case of the Z Flip is a pretty solid reference. Yeah, I think it's like, fine. The pixel. Well, I would say it's on par with what we got on the Galaxy S twenty one. Correct. Not, That's not what the, I'm saying. Not, not yeah. the ultra. And no. so, like, if yeah. you want the camera experience, this is not the phone for you. It 100%. will still take really good photos, but the main yeah. selling point is going to be that foldable display. And you know, it, the camera is more of an afterthought at this point. It's still good. It's just not yeah. I mean, amazing. And I mean, I, I mean, I looked up with the specs, and this is supposedly only like 0.8 millimeters thinner. Than the last one, but it feels so much. I think better. it's a slap. Size. I haven't held it yet. Mind if oh, I... Yeah, go for it. Yeah, it's so like a slap it, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't taper as much as. Well, and I think the, the profile is a little bit different. Yeah, it's like when, the, when it's closed, it's yeah. almost flat. Like the last year's one was like triangular. It was mm -hmm. so much thicker on the hinge side. 
But so this one, like when I have it closed, it's it's something that I don't hate holding on to. Like I always felt like I was on the verge of dropping the the Z two fold. Yeah, it does. It does feel substantially smaller. I, I yeah. think it has to do with the hinge and the profile. Of the it does have there. like a giant, I think, kind of distracting millimeter wave window right there. It's like <laughs> oh. this big plastic uh, insert. <laughs> Oh yeah, you which see, isn't the prettiest. If, we, if, uh, if you want five G, here's a plastic yeah. insert did, on did your phone. Did last year's have that? So last year's phone, the this side was a little bit different. It kind of like dipped inward. Oh, that's yeah. right. So that there was so, so they, they could had sort the of like come over the kind of wrap yeah. into it. I remember that now. Yeah, but you know, I like those slap sides. On yeah, I that do too. And on the flip, it's like this, you know, two hundred dollar Rebel phone. Like, I don't want to say the TCL version because. It turns out it's not made by TCL, even though it's a dead ringer of the TCL 20 SE. But the TCL 20 SE is a 4G phone with a Snapdragon, I want to say, 460. Whereas this is a Dimensity 700. But this has the slap size, as you can see in the video. The sides are flat. Yeah. That's what I mean by slap size. Whereas the TCL 20 SE has a rounded. And the difference in hand feel immediately to me. It's like the difference between an iPhone 12 and an iPhone 11. And... I am a big fan of flat size on phones mm. because that small edge you get that digs into your palm, mm -hmm. it might not it, feel as comfortable, it helps you but it gives you good grip. Yeah, but you still, I mean, you, but like, even if it's flat, like you still have a lot of area you can grip. Like, yeah. I guess we're going to connect to Motorola again. The, the edge phones they released last year, they were so curved on the side. Like there's like nothing flat to hold on to. So your finger is really only coming in contact like a tiny I bit of the phone. I want the, the, the listeners phone, yeah. to accumulate the times we mention the Moto <laughs> so that when we actually talk about the Moto, you can have all of that buffer yeah, you'll be in like, the I, back I already know all of this. No, no, it's important <laughs> that you understand that we're making these notes because right now we have a lot to talk about this Moto phone that is really not that positive. And to understand why we're so negative about it, you have to understand all these things we're talking about right now. So maybe we should go on. Like you've given us a quick view of what to expect with the Fold 3. And check out Ryan's review on Android Police sometime the next yes, week hopefully, or so. Hopefully soon. Right? <laughs> and, uh, of course, we want to talk about the Pixel and the Moto. But let me, I'm just making sure that we have – let's maybe jump into these, these short – items first like the gt and the redmi and then we can talk pixel especially with nick because you nick we both reviewed it on embargo right pretty much yeah i, I put up my review i had my week. embargo reviewed on hot hardware so check that out so uh okay let's talk about the redmi 10 because oh my god like i'm just going to read you the specs as soon as this page loads it's pretty crazy so as we mentioned 179 dollars gives you the entry level right four gigs of ram 64 gigs of storage it might not be the model you want there's a six gigs version to me, six gigs is more what yeah. I would use I think for that's, Android. That's, that's what you should have. But if you're on a super tight budget and you want a phone that doesn't suck and will work in the US on probably most of the 4G bands, there are some 4G bands you're just not going to get, but that's fine. You're getting a 50 megapixel camera. I'm not sure what sensor they're using, but there's not that many out there right now. I don't think Samsung makes a 50 yet, do they? No, but Sony, is Sony, Sony, right? Sony has like... 10 50 megapixel yeah. sensors and they range from like really really good to really really horrible so it's it's wait, kind of a, crap. a horrible one which one 50 megapixel sensors that they put out like four years ago that a lot of cameras oh, oh no no, no that's not what this would be this so is definitely I, a, I, a quad buyer pixel bin thing but they've, they've been doing quad buyer pixel binning for not for 50 megapixels i i mean no not for 50 i, I don't think that like xiaomi would you know, choose to use a four-year-old sensor. This is definitely sensor. A, no. no, but for the price point of this phone, every time I hear a new phone coming out with a forty-eight megapixel 
sensor or a 50 megapixel sensor and then I see the price point of the phone, my immediate response is this is going to be garbage. And I don't care. Probably I right don't care how many pixels but you throw at see, it. This it's is the be problem. The, but people want, they see that but, number and they're like, oh my but, gosh, but, but, this is but amazing. You're making a big, you're making the wrong assumption. We're talking about Xiaomi. And no, in my I'm not making the wrong okay, assumption. Okay. Xiaomi has some really amazing smartphone I cameras, reviewed, but their budget-friendly devices aren't. I disagree. You know, I disagree 100%. I reviewed the Note 10 Pro Max, mm-hmm. right? The Redmi. That's a $229 phone for Geekspin back in May. That phone has not only a 120 hertz OLED panel, it's got a 108 megapixel Samsung HMX sensor. Mm-hmm. And... You know, you could just kind of like checkbox these things on a spec list and call it a day. But the software for that imaging is really refined. They took what they are doing on the Mi 11. Basically, I called it a Mi 11 on a budget. You're getting 80% of the Mi 11 experience on a phone that costs like a third of the price. And I would not be surprised if Mi 10 actually ends up having a relatively decent Sony sensor, recent one. And they have some decent image processing. Because when you go look at the other cameras, you immediately know they're saving money. Well, the, like, the macro camera yeah, and yeah. the so, depth But it does have an ultra-wide, which a lot of phones at this price point don't, don't have. Don't have the ultra-wide. So it's an 8 megapixel ultra-wide. Which is pretty standard these days for these budget-friendly devices. And the ultra-wides aren't going to be good. But just having the option of the ultra-wide, I would rather you not give me a zoom and not give 100%. me a macro camera and give me an ultra-wide mm-hmm. because it's... A different viewing yeah, experience. Yeah, it's something you can't you can't do yes. that with a primary sensor. Correct. Uh, and it just gives you a different perspective yeah. on the world. Yeah, I also I like I like when uh, phones with ultra wide they can they have a high enough resolution to use that as like a super zoom macro. Yeah. Like OnePlus phones, you can actually do really great macro shots on those phones without a dedicated mm-hmm. macro camera. Totally. I don't think I've ever seen a macro camera like a dedicated macro camera that actually takes good photos. No. You know, honestly, like to your point, no. But we used to have smartphones with their main sensors before we started getting two and three cameras that could actually focus. They weren't macro, but they could focus about two to three inches away and you could take macro shots. And and they don't do that anymore because of the depth of field and the the focusing capabilities of the sensors. They they don't do that anymore. They've switched over to the ultrawides, which is, in my opinion, a worse experience because those ultrawide cameras usually are inferior. Give me a macro with that main sensor, and then then let's talk. I think there's the other thing we have to talk about, too, is that there was a period of time where OnePlus and generally BBK Group was doing something very interesting that's completely gone, but I think is on the Moto, believe it or not. Actually, it's a plus point for the Moto. Is the, you to put autofocus on the ultra-wide and mm-hmm. let that become the macro. And I think OnePlus did start doing that with the 7T, and then they did it again with the 8 Pro, and I want to say the 7 Pro had it and the 7 had it as well. No, the 9, 9 and the 9 Pro have it. The 9 and the 9 but, Pro But there it. was like a time when a lot of OnePlus phones had this and a lot of BBA group phones. And I think this is this is good to have. Like if you're going to do a macro, maybe you can't do it because of the depth of field on the main sensor. Mm-hmm. Put all the focus on the ultra-wide, you know? Anyway, but this Mi 10, look. Not Mi 10, Red Mi 10. The same day it was released, which was yesterday. They said, do you want to review? And I said, yeah, just simply because I want to see how good or bad is this. And I tell you, Nick, I think this is going to be a killer. Yeah. Every Redmi phone I've used so far in the, in the last year and a half has been great. Before that, meh. But this last year and a half, I don't know what they're doing. And that's probably why they're number one. At least they were number one in June last month. Yeah, and I, I think they're number one for a reason. And 
one of the main reasons is they just keep pushing out phone. Like, how many Redmi phones have dropped? Yeah, I can't even this, keep it's like, every three it, months. It's, it's well, not even every three. It's like three per month. Well, if you count, like if you, if you count, count the all Pocos, the variants yeah, yeah. and all the Pocos, yeah, like and, all of the yeah, all of their and variants. this is this is yeah. why they are number one. They're just flooding the market. I mean, sure. and, the, and the value is is great. I mean, it's for, like for us living in America, the value is like unbelievable. But even for people who live in these markets, I think the value is still the really value good. is incredible, and that's that's where they're selling, and that's where their market penetration is in markets like India and China and a lot of Asian markets. My issue still comes down to. I just can't buy it. Yeah. And, well, you and, can. And, and it's hard to recommend. Your best and, and Alibaba and Amazon. Well, see, I, you, I would never can. really recommend that people like import a phone. Like, if you've got, I mean, if you've got the option to like as buy long a as the bands good phone work. that works in this market, you know? as long as the bands yeah. work. I mean, if you, and for if the you're most part, that. for the most part, you can get away with 4G on T-Mobile with a lot of yeah. these phones. If you're not on T-Mobile, good luck. It used to be AT and T. And it had better band support, but that was you know ten years ago for imported yeah, phones. Yeah. I I just have a hard time recommending it to our readers in the U.S. and mm. you know Canada. But if you are over in Europe, yeah, you, you have full support. I mean, you're not going to get five G support, but you're going to have four G support. And over in Europe, four G gives you two hundred, three hundred megs down, which is faster than five G here in the U.S. So you're you're set. So I can guarantee you this has a recent 50 megapixel sensor of some kind, probably a Sony, possibly a brand new one. That's a trickle down economics of the higher end 50 yep. megapixel sensors that they've been doing, like the 766, which is mm -hmm. the Nord 2. That's what my gut feeling tells me. The highest, most costly SKU is 6 gig, 128 gigs for $219. 179 buys you 464. 199 buys you 4128. Mm -hmm. And you're getting a 90 hertz. Full HD, not 720p like this $200 mm -hmm. phone from Timo. You're getting uh, IPS, I'm pretty sure. And it's, um, yeah, it's 6.5 inches. Not bad. Not bad. Pretty decent sized phone. Not too big, not too small. And uh, you're getting Helio G88. And you're getting that 50 megapixel camera. And 5,000 milliamp hour battery with 22.5 watt charging, which is not fantastic. But hey, hey you're not complain. Well, so one thing that we do have to remember is that, you know, everyone's looking at the camera sensor and how good the camera sensor, you have to remember it's the camera sensor paired with the processor and what that yeah. processor can do. So keep that in mind. The Helio doesn't have amazing, like it can do, it can, it does the AI computational photography and things like that, but it's not as good as say a Snapdragon 765G yeah. that has better algorithms built into it for image processing and video processing as well. So just keep that in mind. You can have a great sensor, but if it's not paired with the right processor, your results aren't going to be But perfect. at the same time, this is $179. At that price point in the U.S. At that price point, you you're get, not going to find anything. Oh, yeah. well, in $180, if you spend that on, in the U.S., that phone is going to take potato phones. I, I We're in New York right now. I can spend $189 on dinner if I wanted to, <laughs> and I would have nothing to show for it. Exactly. So, so we're on the same page. So look, I'm getting one. You know, at first I was like, oh, another, you know, like, because I've got like, you know, I've got the Poco M3. I've got a whole bunch of these like 100 let just below two hundred dollar phones from mm -hmm. China recently, and they were all really good. Like the Realme Seven, the Realme Eight, Five G even. And then now I'm like, okay, when I when I saw the specs, and especially that I'm really curious about that camera, like because my experience on these other Redmi phones, like the one hundred eight, what they managed to do with one hundred eight, I was I could not believe it. Mm -hmm. I was like, I cannot believe this phone is two hundred twenty nine dollars, and it's giving me almost the same quality 
as the Mi 11. Now, it doesn't have OIS, so, you know, in the mm -hmm. light, it was falling. It was a little fuzzier because you, you have opened the shutter longer mm -hmm. and you get a little bit of motion. But, like, I was just, I couldn't believe it. So, if this thing at 50 megapixel kicks ass, good. And if it doesn't, then I'll say, yeah, it's just like a Poco M3 or whatever. It's fine, but nothing to write home about. So, you know, and then this Realme GT Master Edition is interesting because it is directly designed, in fact... PR people who are like, could you please compare to the Mi 11 Lite, please? Like they literally said, <laughs> this, if you make a comparison we're, video, we're we again. suggest <laughs> you compare it. And I'm like, how the f do you know that I have a Mi 11 Lite? <laughs> I guess they pay attention to my stuff. Well, I mean, everybody's going to Everyone's got a Mi 11 Lite. Like, they sent it out to everybody. It's it such is a, a great It phone. is a great I phone. love how thin it is. I love the like oh, the design. The design of that phone. That's what where for Xiaomi's main devices, their their Mi 11s this year. Yeah, they just look like they have kind of the same design approach as what we've seen from other brands, but they look completely unique and distinct. Yeah, which for a Chinese brand isn't that often that you come across a brand that can actually stand out from a design standpoint. Yeah. I mean, a so, company that was known for basically copying Apple for, Apple for years. For years. Yeah. yeah. And so here's what I think is really cool about the Mi 11 Lite is that it has a Snapdragon. It has the rarest unicorns of Snapdragon. It has a 780G, yeah. which is like a 770AG essentially, but at 5 nanometer instead of 6 nanometer, six nanometer which yeah. means it's a ton more expensive to manufacture and just a smidgen, slightly more efficient. <laughs> and if it is at all. If it is it, at all. It's so... But yeah. I love having a phone that maybe three phones in the world have that yeah. processor right now. So they want me to compare that because, rightfully so, the Realme GT Master Edition has a 778G, yeah. which is the closest thing. And it has, I'm going to actually go dive into this and tell you, the thing that's really cool, have you guys seen the Realme GT 5G? They're pseudo flagship, affordable flagship. Yes. It's got that yellow and black yellow band. finish. Like the, yeah. it's, it's, um, it's vegan leather. So I have that mm. one. We unboxed it actually. Last time I was in New York with Michael Fisher and David Kogan, we did a podcast and we unboxed it live on the show. <laughs> that phone is, you know, they do a lot of vegan leather like the, what the BBK group does. Because yeah. remember the Fine X2 Pro last year and there's a few others. So this Realme GT Master Edition has a, also has a like leather, whatever, vinyl, whatever you want to call it, vegan leather back. But it's got these cool bumps on it. It, it's like yeah, hard. it's Do textured. It, it's it looks modular. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! 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 yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. And it's, and it's it, it kind of looks like it's Google's modular phone. It looks phones. like uh, one of those like Pelican cases. Yeah. yeah. It looks like it has a case on it. Basically, you're totally right. And so that's kind of the shtick. They again, through the, that's why they're competing with Mi 11 Lite. It's about fashion. Mm. It's light. It's thin. It's sexy. That's not the one they sent to me though. They sent you the Explorer. They sent. They sent me the Explorer, yeah. which is the Snapdragon 870 model, yeah. which is better because it has. It's like the Nord 2. Well, they, it's a Nord 2 clone. It has OIS on a on a on a on a seven six six an IMAX mm -hmm. seven six six. I don't know which one they sent me. They said they sent me the. Well, they're supposed the to send out. One. They're supposed to send out both, but they sent out the Explorer first, and so ah, the other one will be coming. I after. think they sent me just the Masters. It's at DHL in San Francisco. If somebody wants to do a heist, um, <laughs> anyway, please don't. This is uh, Andy Boxall's great article at Digital Trends. I'll link it in the show notes. So the Master Edition has 655-inch 120 hertz AMOLED. Oh, wait, that's the 
the Explorer. Explorer sorry, edition. there's a so that's yeah. an AMOLED 120 hertz with a Snapdragon 870, eight gigs of RAM, 12 or 12 gigs of RAM, 4500 milliamp hour battery, stereo speakers, 50 megapixel main camera with OIS. That's the 766. 16 megapixel wide angle. Ooh, that's like pixel worthy. By the way, we're recording this on the wide angle on the Pixel 45 g Then we have a macro blah, 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 selfie camera 32. Who cares? Okay. So the GT Master Edition, the one I'm getting with the bumpy leather, 6.43 inch Super AMOLED 120. Nice. 778G, 8 gigs of RAM, Android 11, 4300 milliamp hour battery. Oh, both of them have super dark whatever it's called, a mega dart or the, the, the 65, charging, watt. Yeah. 65 so watt charging. Completely compatible with OnePlus and Oppo, by the way. Vivo, however, this is something a lot of people don't know. Vivo, also part of BBK Group, but a little detached, has their own fast charging that's not that's compatible. That's not compatible. What the hell? <laughs> it's like Vivo decided like two years ago to wake up and say, nah, we don't want to be part of the mothership anymore. We're just going to go off on our own. We're going to do kind of the same thing. No, it actually is the same thing, but it's not compatible at all. So anyway, the, I'm getting one. You got the other one. You're getting both. I'm supposed to. I get both. I don't know. I'm sure I, I, I checked. Yeah. They only offered me the masters. So I was like, sure, I'll take the bumpy vegan leather bag mm -hmm. thing. And it sounds good. And they clearly want me to compare it to the Mi 11 Lite that I have somehow. I think these will both be good phones. For sure. The I, I'm excited about the... Because the value proposition for them within the mid-range segment, we were talking about the other phone earlier being a budget-friendly device, you know, that $200 price range. Yeah. I just don't get excited about phones within that price range. They yeah. offer great value for somebody, but it's not something that I would ever use no, for more I, I than know. Same with me. a week to review. But honestly, I've been using more and more mid-range devices within the, this category for longer periods of time. I've got flagship devices, you know, up the wazoo. And these mid-range devices, mainly because they take really good photos and the batteries last forever. You cannot kill these phones in a single day. Whereas anything with a Snapdragon 888, you're reaching for a charger by the end of the night. I can go seriously two days on any of these mid-range phones and I don't have to think about it. And it's not like, yes, performance is going to be different if I'm doing specific tasks. But if I'm just using my phone to check Twitter and answer emails and stuff like that. There's no reason why you would need anything more powerful than these mid-range devices. Yeah. These so, how, so I don't want to jump too far ahead. How do you guys feel about the battery life of the 5A? I, I was, think it's fantastic. I, I was, was blown away. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I, uh, Ryan reviewed it for us and he thought it was really great. And so we've, we've concocted this, this scheme now where He's, he's going on vacation in a week or two, and he's only allowed to be on vacation as long as the as 5A phone. can be, remain charged. So, <laughs> oh is, he, is he using it or not? Because So, so, like, I, he, so I did... his, his rationale is, like, he's on vacation, so he's not going to use it a lot, and he can put it in power saver mm. mode. So, like, if it lasts four days, his vacation is four days. If it lasts eight days, his vacation is eight Three. days. And, so, and he's going to write a thing about it uh, on the site that I think is going to be really fun. I, I think that's a unique perspective. So I, I did my review, and I had seven days with the phone before my review went up in those seven days i was only able to cycle the battery four times and that was trying to use it as much as possible going out doing camera comparisons doing benchmarks running a whole bunch of things i actually did with in those four cycles was a full battery benchmark with that just draining the battery as quickly as possible and like you can honestly like that we've 
for years now we've been talking about, oh, these phones can, can last you two days. I'm like, no, this phone will yeah. last you yeah. two days. I There's agree. no question about it. I that. agree. Yeah, I basically only had time to use that phone for one charge cycle, which is two days. Well, two still, days, like, yeah. And, and you were probably using it the full yeah. time, yeah. just yeah. testing it out. And imagine if you weren't just trying to... Yeah, if it's not like phone. a new phone that you're like playing with, yeah. if it just sits in your I mean, imagine you, you buy this phone for your mom. Four days later, she's like, now I got to charge it, right? Yeah. And like, if you're only using the screen for a couple hours a day, it can last you three, maybe four yeah. days at that. Yeah. Let's jump into the five a in a second. I just want to get through the pricing yeah. on the oh, yeah, Realme yeah. real quick so we know what to talk about. So the Master Edition, the cheaper one, $399 for $6,128, $449 for $8,256. As you can see, pretty competitively priced, like very much like the Mi 11 Lite. The Explorer Master, the Snapdragon 870 version, the Nord 2 clone, is four ninety nine and five forty nine for eight and twelve gigs. Eight one twenty eight twelve two fifty six. That's pretty pretty ballsy. Like the twelve two fifty six for five forty nine with a Snapdragon eight seventy and a Sony IMX seven six six with a YS. Sign me the fuck up. Yeah, I think the value proposition within this segment is really, really good. And I I was really disappointed a couple years ago when all the flagship devices went from 650 700 and jump to $900 and I'm like nobody wants to pay $900 for a smartphone and we've seen that with the reports these last week Samsung's sales of their flagship devices have gone down two years in a row and their mid-range segment keeps selling more and more and it's because of this these phones offer an incredible experience and you don't have to pay $900 for it for the average person this is the phone you should be buying you shouldn't be looking at flagship tier device the average person doesn't need that. And I think I want to point out also that, uh, so the Nord 2 obviously has Dimensity 1200 from MediaTek, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that the the 870 is an interesting chip because I think that if you're right now looking at the best ROI, return for your investment, mm -hmm. the 888 is not the way to go. No, the and 870 is the way to go. And I think the reason the 870 is the way to go is because it's an 865 plus plus. plus, plus. So you get a ton of performance. It's way more efficient than the 888 in terms of battery life. Gaming-wise, it's just as fast. But So here's the thing. Gaming-wise, it's actually better because the 888, it starts thermal, thermal throttling yeah. after about 10 minutes at peak performance. So if you run... If you're playing any games, yeah, your first five minutes and ten minutes are going to be it great. It depends on the phone. It depends on the phone, but like every, most of them, every single one. So I, I run uh, a couple different benchmarks that do long-term throttling benchmarks to see how fast it throttles. And every 888 phone, I the the longest one that's lasted for me was the Galaxy S21 Ultra, lasting about 15 minutes before it was at a 70% throttle. And at that 70% throttle, it is 20% less performant than the 870. And so after that 15-minute that yeah, mark, the 870 is the better chipset. So there's only two phones I reviewed with an 888 this year that did not throttle under load more than 5%, which is pretty good. And that's the Mi 11 and the Red Magic 6R. Well, that yeah. one's built specifically yeah, for yeah. gaming. No, so. the Mag Magic 6 is built specifically yes, for Yeah, gaming. the 6R is the one that looks kind of like a regular phone. The 6R oh, yeah, does it, not have a fan. But it, but it still has better thermal, thermal systems on the Clearly, outside they've done than, something than very most good. other yeah. flagship it, it, doesn't, it doesn't have a fan. It doesn't but have but a fan. for a no. phone that doesn't have a fan as an 888, it should be cursed, and it's yeah, not. It's not. And the 11, the Mi 11, I don't know what they did to the Mi 11 cooling system, but it is 
So, so far, the best I've tested. It's even better than Magic 6R. So, eh, you know, here you go. Now, look, buy a Snapdragon 870. And again, we're going to talk about Moto next, but first 5, 5A. But Moto has a phone that they released very quietly, did not want to provide us with review units about two, three weeks ago in the U.S., the Moto G100. So the Moto G100 is now, it was released abroad as a global phone, primarily India. And then very quietly, Moto announced it for the US unlocked with limited band support from their store and from Amazon. And when I asked for review units, they're like, we are not giving out review units. I mean, that might just be like a weird supply chain thing. Like they just had, you know, a bunch of extra capacity. And they're like, what do we do with these phones? I don't know, sell them in the US. And so here's the thing. That phone, in my opinion, is better than the phone we're going to talk about next. Mm. Because the specs on that phone are just better. I mean, you don't get a 108 megapixel camera, but you get a 64 or something. And we know that with Moto, it's not going to make any difference yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> so the G100 has 128 gigs of internal storage, 8 gigs of RAM, the Snapdragon 870, then the 5000 milliamp hour battery. Mm. 6.7 inch display it's full hd plus so it is 500 dollars officially right is it am OLED i right or lcd it's lcd it's yeah. lcd yeah it's, so again it's moto again it's, yeah. so it's an lcd similar display better chip slightly worse camera similar battery and it's priced 200 dollars less and what the f so <laughs> let's get to the moto in a second but keep that in mind the moto g100 snapdragon 870 I think that what the F is the fact that it doesn't have millimeter wave, which is, you know, I don't even think it supports Verizon in the US, the G100. That seems plausible. Which is a weird thing to sell, unlocked, for Moto. Right, Nick? <laughs> I, I mean, it depends. Anyway. I mean... So, Pixel 5a. Right? Pixel 5a. Uh, it's a very good phone. It's fantastic. You know, I went into this thinking, with all the rumors, I was like, eh. They're really, really not trying hard. They're doing a Pixel 4a 5G yeah, yeah. with a slightly bigger battery and a slightly bigger screen. That was this, that was this deal. Yeah, but like that NIP, turns out to be pretty great NIP, though. NIP rating. It's like NIP rating. There's like the, and, like there's and the metal really gold. It turns out these, these are the only differences. And it turns out that those are actually very helpful yeah. things. So I, I was gonna say the same thing about the Pixel 4a 5G last year. I'm like. Uh, it's, but then, uh, so last you, year you had the pixel, you had the Pixel Four A to choose from, and at that time, most people didn't need to get the five G version. Correct. But this year, it's just that that. Phone. But now it's like, well, I actually fell in love with the Four A five G last year after it came out, and after I after I reviewed it, like three months later, I'm like, I can, this can we all phone agree? is can we all agree? Yeah, can we all agree that the best Pixel last year was the Four A five G? Yes, like a hundred percent. Hmm. I think of it like objectively the best phone, yes, but maybe not the best value because like the regular 4A was like... Yeah, but the regular 4A did not give you an ultra wide and it was a small screen for a lot of people that doesn't work. A lot of people do like small screens though. Yeah, so I would say the price difference made the 4A yeah, a better and that, like that was like an artificial and, price difference because and, Google was trying to undercut the, the iPhone. SE. Yeah, and so that, and that was the... No one was expecting the $50 price yeah. decrease from the 3A to yeah. the 4A. Yeah, I mean, that, we, we I went mean, from $400 phone and yeah, everyone liked the, yeah. the 3A at $400 and then it came out at $350 and everyone's like, 
oh my gosh, a yeah. $350 Pixel phone with a Pixel camera? Yeah. Like, why can't yeah, I mean, I'd not like, say no to that. That's, that's what my parents are using now, because, like, so yeah, but the, it makes sense. The Foy is still available. For the time being. Until they run out. Until they run out. And the 4A 5G. Until they run out. And on the last I checked I on the Google store, I they're sold out. completely end the 485G. No, like, the, it's, it's listed, it's just out of stock, and it's still listed other places. I, Google never really stops selling a phone. They just yeah, sell they out, sell, and they yeah, just we, disappear. We were told they expect stock to run out in the next few weeks. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, that's how every smartphone goes. Like, it's not like we're stopping sales of a phone, and they're just going to dump so, Objectively, somewhere. Objectively, based on the rumors, I was like, meh. And then when I actually got the official word from Google with the specs, I was like, okay, so bigger display, which is taller and narrower, which is the way you want to go bigger. You want to go from a, you want to change the aspect ratio, which they did. They went from 19.5 to 9 to 20 to 9. 20 and it, it feels. Just it's actually narrower, slightly narrower than the the 5G, which it feels great in hand. It's also got a bigger battery, and that makes a huge difference. It turns out, and it has the metal build is actually not a metal build. It's exactly like the Pixel Five. It's some sort of metal yeah, chassis that, uh, with that resin, resin on top. On so I hate that they didn't actually explicitly say that in their press stuff because they did say it with a Pixel Five. But there's this thing. They, I was expecting actual aluminum on the outside of this thing. It's not. No, and I, I wasn't expecting it to be, but I, honestly, like, I, I could care less if it was or wasn't. It, right. Like, I, so, I had no issues with the 4A, so you 5G, bullet point, or the 4A. You bullet point all this, and you add a water resistant, which I think a lot of people are happy with. Yeah. And you then look at the fact that they dropped the price $50, and objectively, this is, you know, not a big effort, but a better phone. And then, and then you start using it. And even though I use a Pixel almost every day, an older one, because I'd gone back from my OnePlus 8 Pro. I, I, I did not jump to the 9 Pro, which was my original intent, because then I've heard the rumors of the Pixel 6, and I'm like, I'm too lazy to switch phones. So I'm like, I'm going to pull out one of my old Pixels and continue using that for a while. And you use a Pixel, and every, it just everything just makes sense again. It's just like peace has been attained. <laughs> Zen mastery is here. And All other than wireless charging, if that phone had wireless charging, if the 5A had wireless, I was hoping for wireless charging and 90 hertz display. If that phone had delivered that, 100% that'd be the phone I'd be on right now. Yeah, My 60 phone. hertz display is a bit of a bummer. Yeah. It, it is a bummer, but here's the thing. If you've never used, like if you were buying this phone, there's a good chance you've never used a 90 hertz display. And this is a good 60 hertz display. Yeah, it's great. And, I, and a lot of the IPS 90 hertz and even 120 hertz <laughs> oh, displays bad. are worse than this 60 hertz display. Like, you can actually, like, I don't know what they're doing with the drivers, the display drivers or something. They're just bad, even though they say they're refreshing at 90 or 100 hertz or 120 hertz. It's, it's an experience that's inferior than what you get on an OLED that's a 60 I mean, hertz. Look at it. Yeah, and I, for me, the the only disappointment with this phone is that there is no three hundred and fifty dollar version anymore. We went from we had a Pixel Four A at three hundred and fifty dollars, which I could recommend to anybody. To well, now it's four hundred and fifty dollars. That's that's a that's yeah, that like a, that's it, a that puts it at twenty five percent. But look at everything else that's at that price point is. Like, oh, uh, did uh, you see the photo I post on my Instagram where there's like, it's like a 
very shadowy shot mm-hmm. of the of the pixel in this case and it casts a shadow on the table and i, I wrote this is the pixel 5a casting a shadow on every other <laughs> mid-range phone because i have reviewed every single one of those moto ace 5g's and of those like officially available yeah. in the u.s phones no, i'm not talking about the chinese phones that are amazing at that price talk about the officially available yeah. US phone. they're all pieces of compared to this <laughs> so the only real competition this phone has is in the u.s because it's only available in the u.s and japan yeah but in the u.s the only real competition it has is the samsung galaxy a52 correct a52s now if if that, if one that comes, comes to the we don't know hopefully and so at that price point this is fifty dollars cheaper google doesn't do that many discounts samsung does so you you know you could go either way on that it, roughly the same price but objectively the software experience as and you're the saying camera. the software experience is so much better than what samsung delivers 100 updates on day one anytime you get security patches on day one then when you're doing taking photos with this phone compared to what you get on the samsung device it is night and day i'm actually going through my camera comparison series this morning that's why i was out this morning i was out taking photos with four different phones doing camera comparisons with this and i've already compared it to the iphone 12 and it it's hit or miss it could go either way when you look at those camera comparisons side by side with an iphone 12 doing a camera comparison with the s21 ultra in certain shots this beats out the s21 ultra in yeah. low light situations even with the ultra wide camera on this it's amazing low light and it's so incredible that you can buy a 450 dollars smartphone and say hey this takes better pictures than your 1200 dollars smartphone yeah yeah pixels are just and pixels are amazing if if like your main use case for taking photos is i want to take the phone out of my pocket take a picture and have it look great just be done and that and because that pixels are great at that if you're if you're going to be like okay i want to frame this shot and like change the zoom and do all this other stuff maybe like an s21 ultra is what you want but the s21 ultra is a lot more versatile yeah Yeah, you got like multiple like optical zoom levels and the 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 flaw with this phone is the same flaw we've had on all pixel phones is video quality is meh forgettable it's not great as you can see as well, this can, is a 45G, but... But it's the 45G. It's the same exact camera sensor and module. Yeah, I mean, and that, and that primary sensor is, like, how many years old is that it's now? It's from the it's Pixel 3. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's no, they changed it. So, yeah, it's the Pixel 3. But it's it's the, different optics. The yeah. sensor might be the, the same. The sensor is the same. It's a different... different yeah, but, I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's impressive that, Google, that Google's, like, post-processing is so good that you can get these results out of that. I, 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 unlike you, because I was really busy finishing my Tesla review for a deadline, I really only had four days with my Pixel 5a to write it under embargo. Mm-hmm. And I wrote 1700 words plus, you know, all the photos and all the content. And I was, it was a marathon. And that phone, just the more I used it, the more it put a smile on my face. And I was like, objectively, this is not the phone for Miriam. Objectively, this is not the phone that I should get this excited about. <laughs> but man, it is getting it is better every good. minute I use it. It is, and I feel that way about the 5 g last year too. It is just a delight to use this phone. It doesn't stutter. Everything is fast enough. It takes great photos. Again, the only thing pissing me off is no wireless charging because I use it all the time. Yeah. Not when I travel, but at home in my car. I could live without the wireless charging. What? pisses me off is I love carrying a phone without a case and this is just so bland 
Like yeah, they, it's also they, really hard they to give find us the, all these sensor. fun colors with the cases. I'm like, this is a polycarbonate finish. You could put all these fun colors directly on the phone at no extra charge. Like you just need to put a little. Do you notice it's slightly like it's, olive it, green? Yes, it's a yes, I was gonna say it's a weird color. Yeah, so I I put this next to the Pixel 5a, 5g, and the 4a from last year, and it has this green sage tint to it. It's slightly lighter. And yeah, there's this green just calls this uh, black, like mostly, just, mostly, mostly black. Mostly black. Yeah, yeah, and I mean the the accent color button. I is love the I love like the scallop button yeah. too. That's it super feels really fun. nice. Well, and that's the thing. It's it's more of the same of what we've seen before, but there's slight hints of hey, we actually spent some thought and time into making this a little bit different. But I mean, come on, this if this phone was actually this color, yeah, it'd be yeah, great. Like, great. That, yeah. That, that would be yeah. amazing. Yeah. Or give so, me a pink one or a purple one, yeah. something fun. Or at least make fabric cases again. I'm sad there aren't oh, any fabric yeah. cases for it. Though they get so dirty. So yeah, they, they do, but they look so I, cool. So my daughter has a Pixel 3a as her main device, and she has the fabric case on it. And it's nasty. It is so nasty. <laughs> so, well, they're and washable. She, it, it is, <laughs> but it, at this they point, it's two years old, and it's like, yeah. you know, this is... They just, the, this case is going to hold up a lot. The better fabric, in two if years you wash then. it, if you surface wash it with like a soapy cloth mm-hmm. or something, it works. But don't put it in the washing yeah, machine. Yeah, yeah, no, put it, so, machine. put it, soak it in a bowl with OxyClean. Oh, that works. Yeah, and it, the OxyClean will just clean it all up. Magic. Yeah. There you go. With, without scrubbing. You get your cleaning tips from the podcast. Cleaning yeah. tips. Look, you guys are all listening, watching right now, going like, let's 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 talk about the Pixel 6 and 6 Pro when that comes out. And we're there. I'm there with yeah. you. That's the phone I'm eagerly waiting to replace, this aging Pixel I'm using to replace the OnePlus 8 Pro that I was using before to, to really get back into a flagship I feel 100% fits my feet, as it were. Yeah. But honestly, if you can't afford it or you need a phone right now and you're here in this market, the 5A, just have a look because that phone just... So much better than the sum of its parts. Like, I don't understand yeah. it, how, like, subjectively, it's so magical. I mean, maybe uh, maybe Google's just really optimized well for that chipset. Well, I mean, they did. Yeah, it's, it's the, the same, same software, software, right? right? Exactly. Yeah. 765G's been out yeah. for a while. It's a solid chip, though. Yeah, it's still fine, I think. I think a lot of people are complaining that they should have a... I'm like, are you nuts? I mean, like, with, this, I mean, like, with the, like, the semiconductor shortage right now, it does not surprise me. No. Like, Google, honestly, Google barely was able to release this phone. It's, it's like only two markets. So. Yeah. Well, and I, I think they had plans to release it, and then they realized, you know, the Pixel 6 is going to be a much bigger deal. Let's not overshadow, you know, the Pixel 6. Because if you get this phone into too many markets, it's going to have other consequences for them as far as you know making the pixel 6 more or less appealing the u.s market is so unique in the fact that we don't have that many good mid-range phones like there's there's a handful but this this will stand out here this phone is not going to stand out in europe it's not going to stand out like all the things we've been we've been talking about like it it doesn't have the same value proposition but you know you know as much as that redmi note 10 pro Max or whatever the Max is the is the India version. Those names. The, the regular yeah, is the right. non-Max. <laughs> but as far as that, as much as that phone is incredibly great value, and I love the camera and I love the experience and everything, it doesn't come even close to a Pixel experience in my opinion. Oh no! Or One Plus experience. It, it's a different it, experience. And it, it's, it's, it's not a it's bad hard to sell people on that though. You can't yeah. like you can't say, look, I know that on paper this phone doesn't look as good, but look, trust me, use it and it's way better. It, but that's hard because you have to yeah. walk home with it and yeah. actually use it, which means you have to commit to paying for it first, yeah. right? It's like, you know, like the Pixel, like when you use the soft, 
the software on those phones. It's just, it doesn't get in my way ever. And when, I, and, and when it does sort of like give me like a notification or some sort of hint or something, it always seems very well thought out. And, you know, like it actually helps me use the phone better. So let's transition. This is a good segue. Rick Ostolo, who's running Pixel Division at Google, is clearly doing a good job. And I think that I was a little disappointed with the five this year, past year, and the four definitely wasn't my bag. But I feel the direct, they've the course corrected, and everything we're hearing from the six is very promising. However, he worked at Moto before, <laughs> but he basically was at Moto. Then Moto got acquired by Google. He stayed with Google after Lenovo acquired Moto from Google. And what is up with Moto? Like, let's talk about this phone. I didn't think we were going to do this the last on the podcast, but here we are. <laughs> because we it's a delicate thing to talk about. You know, here we are for this Moto event in New York, you know, and yet this phone, when we got, when we saw it and got briefed, it just does not hit the spot. So let's go over it real quick. Yeah, so, what is it? So this phone is basically almost identical to the mid-range Edge 20 that they announced for the international market. Correct. Ago. And it's completely different than the Edges from last year. Yeah. So the Edge Plus and the Edge detuned regular non-plus were basically cut from similar cloth. They were flagships. The mm -hmm. Edge Plus was unapologetically a flagship. It kicked every box like it had wireless charging. It had YS. It had a telephoto. It had. It was amazing. And the only thing that missed out on that phone was that it was the Verizon exclusive. They should have sold an unlocked version. And I hate the fact, as an aside, that Moto always gets in bed with the carriers because it seems to corrupt every pollute everything they do. On top of that, they make bad decisions, which we're going to get to. So let's talk about the Edge Plus last year. Great. Then the Edge was like, let's take some of those features down, take out wireless charging. Big mistake was take out OIS from the main camera, even though it was detuned to 64. I would have stayed with OIS on the 64, but that's just me. And, and overall, the Edge was still made of metal, the plastic back and, you know, faux glass instead of glass back on the Edge Plus. But whatever, it still looked like an affordable, like a premium flagship type phone. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree, Nick? Mm -hmm. So this Edge, this 2021 Moto Edge, which is the same as the Edge, what are the 20? Yeah, the, the Edge 20. I think it was just, I think it's, uh, it's just the Edge 20. It's like the it top and bottom. Of essentially, phone. think of every Moto 1 you've played with, those mid-rangers, right? Plastic frame, plastic back, no wireless charging, Kind of mass specs. That's LCD what screen. That's what it is, and that's the kicker: the LCD screen. So the Edge last year, the marketing was all about the Edge screen, the waterfall display, and I'm not a fan of waterfall displays. No, right? Nobody is, either. Right? Yeah, no. Though everyone in the comments seems to be that's because super they, engaged. They with, look really. They nice. look amazing. You take a picture of an Edge screen phone, and it's amazing. You hold it in your hand. It looks fine. The second you try to swipe on anything, you're like, "Yeah, edge yeah. detection is ruining my life right yeah. now." Yeah. So, so, so you know, you're thinking they're making an edge for this year. Well, no. ASMY is called an edge because it as no longer has an edge display. It no longer has a waterfall. And as Ryan said, insult to injury, it's not an OLED. It is got a massive chin, almost as bad. As this phone here, which is a $200 phone from T-Mobile, which has the chin of yeah. all chins. I, I would say it's about the same. It's about the it's same, about right? The yeah, same. it's so, the first thing I noticed. Granted, phone. we haven't so, held this phone in our hands yet. We've seen the fixed pictures and videos of it. We haven't. We're going to be seeing it in a couple hours. But, oh my, the, 
The issue for me really isn't what this phone offers is come to the price point yeah. that they're selling it for because Absolutely. this is if this was going up directly against a Pixel 5a or a Galaxy A52 it would be a good alternative. The problem is the price like point Like the puts G100, it, that's what yeah, I was saying. The price point puts it in a completely different category, which it's not in. It's so, clearly so a mid-range device at a weird price. Let's build up to that, because I want to go through the spec sheet. So, last year we got an AMOLED, curved AMOLED. That was why it was called Edge. This year there's no Edge, no curve, no AMOLED, and 144 hertz. Who needs 144 hertz if it's an IPS panel with a massive chip? No. I would take a 90 hertz again OLED oh, yeah. this year instead. Or 120 hertz OLED, like everyone else does at that price point, it seems, like Samsung, like BBK Group and Xiaomi Group. Okay, but it gets worse. Okay, there's a 108 megapixel camera like last year's H Plus, but no YS on it. It has no wireless charging. It has a big battery, 5,000 milliamp hour. What speed does it charge at? 30. 30. Okay. Though, like, though the 30 is a lot better than the 18 of the Pixel 5. No, it's... <laughs> right? I don't know why. But that, we have the price. We're going to get to the charging price. speeds in the U.S. We're what getting, is up with that? I think it's Samsung, it's Samsung's phones are still charging at 25. Yeah, 25 watts. Yeah, so $1,800 phone know, charges I, at 25 I, watts. I can't complain about 30 watts for, for a phone in the U.S. because no. that's actually faster than most. Okay. So then you look at... You look, OnePlus. you look at the build. It's all plastic. And oh, oh the best part is Moto claims that the frame inside is metal. Every phone has a metal yeah, frame inside. Exactly. That's not the point. The point is we want the frame to extend to the edges, outside. to the rails, so it feels premium, like the Edge and Edge Plus last year. This is all plastic. And it gets even worse, because you know we're not done yet. Oh, we're not done yet. Okay, so the other problem that the next camera up the food chain, or down the food chain, is an eight megapixel ultra wide. Yeah. Eight. Now they say they have autofocus on it, so it can use macro shots. I mean that's nice, but the eight is not is not high enough. It's not high enough. As we were talking about before, eight megapixels is what we've seen on budget-friendly devices, two hundred dollar phones that have an ultra wide camera. Yeah. Usually, if we're looking in the mid range segment, we're looking at a sixteen megapixel sensor, one that's actually larger. Its overall footprint with those extra pixels. I don't know what the chipset or the sensor is itself but maybe the pixels are larger and it will have you know better low light performance because that's really where a lot of ultra wide cameras really suffer is in low light you know i was trying to take pictures last night of this great view that we have out the window and some of the cameras i'm comparing it to stick it to that ultra wide and you're like oh don't want to do that it's too dark for that <laughs> yeah so so now that you've heard the specs what would you guess this phone could cost? Because you just we talked about the G100, which is very similar, right? Instead of a 108, it has a 64, it has all plastic build, it has an LCD that's 120 hertz, it has a Snapdragon, better, a better chip, it has a Snapdragon 870 versus a 778 on the, the new Edge. And why do they call it Edge, by the way? Moto PR says because it's a leading edge device. Mm -hmm. It is a marketing terms. Mar yeah. So marketing terms uh, they, only. They they turn that around in there. But okay, so you're looking at all this in UK like, okay, if this phone was five hundred dollars for the US. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I, I would say, yeah, four fifty, five hundred dollars, this would be a competitive device. Right. And remember, Edge Plus last year, a thousand dollars. Edge last year, seven hundred, discounted to five hundred at times. Okay. So five hundred, right? Everybody agrees? That would be nice. Well, 500 
at launch. It is five hundred at launch with a two hundred dollar discount. So it's yeah. a seven hundred dollar yeah. phone. Which and you know, and what's going to happen insane. is they're going to like do this this limited time sale, and it's going to go up to seven hundred. Nobody's going to buy it, and they're going to drop it to five. And then it's again. the holiday season, and then they're like, well, for the holidays, we're dropping the phone. And, but Motorola does this. I don't. I don't know if you guys get the. Their, their emails from yeah. Motorola.com about their sales every week. Yeah. They literally run sales every week mm-hmm. on all of their phones. They're like, the Razor is $100 off again. I feel like there, there are kinds of retail where that kind of thing works because people really want to get deals. But that's like for stuff that people shop for on like on a regular basis. People yeah. usually buy a phone and then they like keep it don't for buy forever for, for another one for a while. And they and you know, and somebody who wants to like find out which phone to get, like they do their research and they look and see like what people like, and then they look at like what the prices are. And they don't always know like what the sale price is right this minute. They think, mm-hmm. oh, this is a seven hundred dollar phone, I'm not gonna buy that. But if they actually went to Motorola, they'd say, Oh, it's only five hundred right now, but they don't know that. So, they don't know that. So yeah. I've been thinking ever since this briefing, and again, we're gonna see the phone this afternoon, as Nick said. You know, we we saw the photos. We we've talked about the specs. Again, you know, we just said for the Pixel Five A, sometimes using the phone makes a big difference, and then you notice something's really great about it. But my past experience with motor phone doesn't tell me that. And also, I think it's they're setting themselves up for disappointment because they're calling this an edge. If they had sold this phone, first of all, at a lower price point, like even five fifty, right out of the box, and with a discount to four fifty or something, mm-hmm. and then call it something else. Call it the G two hundred, you know, or the G twenty. Yeah, or I mean whatever. that's that's the kind of thing that matters a lot to us. I don't think regular people no, no, are that concerned. Is, this is the audience; they're phone geeks listening and watching right now. Like we are hearing Edge, and we think this is going to be the flagship to replace last year's flagship. But when and, was the last time a phone geek bought a Motorola phone? <laughs> well, that, some that, that's some the of them like, were tempted last year because more might made a real flagship for us. They were tempted, but then once they actually looked at it, they're like, "No, no that's they not did, for me. That's not why they didn't buy it because it was Verizon only. They didn't buy it. There's plenty. There's a hundred million Verizon customers, so they should have sold. Most of the tech they, geeks if, if are sold, not Verizon customers. They're Timo customers. We all know that. Uh, it I, depends I, on where they live, mostly. But I think that if you want the best bang for your buck. And the best 5G coverage right now, you know that, it's T-Mobile. Yeah, but that, that's a whole different discussion about carrier selection and, as you said, where you live. I'm just feeling Pe- that people stay en- with carriers for years. They're not always looking for the, the best The enthusiast deals. community is the T-Mobile community, by and large. That's what I really seem to, to get from talking to people. I mean, I, I feel like most people I know in this industry use T-Mobile. There you go. But also most of the people I know in this industry live in, like, cities. cities. Yeah. So <laughs> if you live outside of a, 30 minutes outside of a city, you know, T-Mobile might not be your best bet. 100%. But if you're an enthusiast and you mostly use T-Mobile and you're looking at this Edge, immediate, Edge Plus last year, immediately you're like, I can't buy this. It's on Verizon only. So you don't buy it. So it eliminates yeah. the whole used to be able to do that, but then Verizon changed their unlocking yeah. policy. which is Well, weird. they used to not have an unlocking policy and all yeah. their, their 4G LTE phones were all SIM unlocked out of the box. Yeah, which was, that was a, that was a wonderful so, time to be a phone nerd. For me, this is, I've been thinking about this. Why am I so annoyed with this? Well, I'm annoyed with this because they positioned it by the naming as a flagship replacement for last year when it isn't. And they also are pricing it too high for what it is. And so if they fix those two things, I think there's nothing wrong with that phone per se. I still question the choice of going IPS at 140 hertz, 44 hertz versus going AMOLED at like 90 or 120. For a phone in that price range, it seems a little off. 
I think the 108 megapixel is a good choice. The lack of OS is arguable. Obviously, the OnePlus 9 made a tragic mistake by not putting OS on its main sensor when the Nord 2 has it. I thought for sure the Nord 2 was going to drop it too, but nope. Anyway, I just, I just can't wrap my head around the fact that they say their focus groups are telling them this phone is the sweet spot. Like, I don't think that's true. I also don't think they, they're truthful when they say that they sold really well with the Edge last year. And the Edge Plus. Yes, I've never seen I don't think that's possible. I've never seen an Edge or an Edge Plus in the wild, ever. And I live in a big urban place. Yeah, I I do have to give Moto credit for offering... Millimeter Wave 5G. Millimeter Wave 5G. It does have Millimeter Wave 5G. Sorry. The Moto does deserve credit for stepping into a segment that they really haven't been in before because last year they were at the high end. And they're at the low end, you know, the sub $400 smartphones. They haven't had a phone within this range. I think they're just shooting slightly higher than where they should be for the price point. If you can buy this phone for $500, it is, it should be a good alternative to a Pixel 5a or a Galaxy A52. If you cannot get in at that early bird price point, then no, don't buy it. It's it's one of those things where you see so many great phones. Like personally, I would never buy a fold because it's just way too expensive. Uh, you know, what is eighteen hundred dollars, right? Eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah. But if it goes on sale and it's thirteen hundred dollars, I'm like, at thirteen hundred dollars, maybe I could yeah, I mean, justify it. I think the, thing it, makes the, pr- that the price though. makes the price makes the phone for me. And it, within a budget friendly segment, there are like. Even in the U.S., where we don't have a whole lot of options of great mid-range devices, I mean, you're better off buying a Pixel 5 from last year than this new Moto Edge. I feel that... That's a $700. I haven't touched this phone yet, so hold hold on. But I'm right now in the camp of do not buy this phone, period. At all. Like, this is not a... I mean, mean, at $500, I feel like it's reasonable but it's not the phone i would recommend if you were going to spend 500 dollars. no it's it's not one i would recommend but if someone's looking at three options and they feel personally that this is the yeah, one i mean there are people they, who just like motorola yeah. like i'll tell you what if you there want are a, a lot of motorola fans out there. if you want a phone right now and you want a phone that has similar specs and the similar price buy one plus nine you don't get millimeter wave maybe you don't care i don't think anybody should care but you get a way better display and you still don't get OIS on the main camera, but you get a great main camera. And it's a OnePlus. The software is going to be great too. So I, I don't know. To me, like it's, it doesn't need to exist. If it was $500, whole different ball. And it is, I suppose, for two mm. weeks or whatever. Yeah. All right, we should wrap it up. But um, any final thoughts on the Moto? I'm excited to hold it in my hand because as we talked about, our opinions could change, but based off of the specs and the price point, yeah, it, it's hard to recommend. When they announced this event and having us come to New York for this launch, I was hoping that it would be something noteworthy and worthwhile. At this point, I'm not not excited as as ne- none of us are. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really excited either. I mean, it's I was I was hoping back when they announced the Edge Twenty phones that they said. One one edge phone there coming to the one. US. There's a pro, right? Yeah, I was hoping There's that it was going to be the high end that yeah, came to the too. US, but it's not. So, yeah, it's it's disappointing. It's not very exciting. I mean, it's it's possible that maybe when, when we get the phone and it'll it'll be a lot nicer when we actually have it in our hand. But based on my experience with recent Motorola phones, I'm not thinking that's going to happen. 
Neither am I. So, Ryan, let's start with you. You want to tell folks where they can find you on the internet, like your social media handles um, and all that? Yeah, I'm, I'm on Twitter, at Ryan Whitwam. I write uh, for Android Police pretty frequently. I'm also on uh, Extreme Tech and The Wirecutter all the time. Woohoo! Nick? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick M. Gray, G-R-A-Y, or find my videos on YouTube.com slash Fandroid or Fandroid.com. There you go, folks. And I'm at Tank Girl on Twitter and Instagram. That's T-N-K-G-R-L, like Tank Girl, the comic book character. Just drop the vowels. And if you want to chat with us about this, you know, Twitter's a place to go. Tell us how you feel about this Moto Edge on Twitter. And my Instagram is where you'll find pretty pictures of phone and pretty pictures taken with phones, of course, like the Pixel 5a most recently. And uh, there's two YouTube channels you should subscribe to. Uh, YouTube.com slash mobile tech podcast is the main channel where you'll see my hands-on video of the Moto Edge and my unboxing of the Pixel 5a as well this week. I'll link all these in the description below. And uh, this is basically the, the main channel. Then there is youtube.com slash mobile tech more. It's a channel my producer and I are trying to kind of develop. There's going to be all the peripheral stuff like travel tech, car tech, home automation, gadgets, things that don't, you know, fall squarely into the phone and immediate accessory ecosystem. So subscribe, tell your friends, like the videos, all that good stuff. And uh, we'll see you there on YouTube. Then the podcast lives at mobiletechpodcast.com. It's on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Spotify, everywhere good podcasts can be found. Please subscribe, tell your friends, all that good stuff as well. There is a RSS feed there at the URL, mobiletechpodcast.com. And if your app lets you rate or review the show, please consider doing that. And for those of you who are wondering how to watch this podcast unedited on video the day before, generally two days before it's released as an audio podcast, Patreon is there for you. Patreon.com slash tankerl. That's patreon.com slash T-N-K-G-R-L. There is a bunch of tiers. One of them is for the Discord server. One of them is for this video that is exclusive. So please join. Consider helping out through Patreon. Patreon.com slash tankerl. And I don't have anyone to thank this week for joining, but, you know, maybe next week. Also, there's another way you can donate and help. And that's through the PayPal link in the show notes. So click through there, make a donation through PayPal, and we'd appreciate it. And I want to thank, of course, Audible, our sponsor. They've been our sponsor for years, and they're wonderful. If you like reading as much as I do, consider joining Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash mobile tech is the URL. It gets you a 30-day free trial, and you get to keep a book at the end if you decide to not stay. But I think you will stay because, frankly, Audible is awesome. We use it on road trips because... It's great to listen to books while you drive. I think if you're a delivery driver, for example, you deliver things all day and you need to keep your eyes on the road, this is another great option to basically read, in quotes, a book by listening to it. So consider Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash mobile tech is the URL for that special deal. They have a great selection of books. Some of them are read by the authors. Some of them are these epic, long things, just like a real book you need to take put it aside and, you know, read it later and then two hours at a time sort of deal. They have podcasts, they have other content as well. So check that out. AudibleTrial.com slash mobile tech. And again, I want to thank Audible for being our longtime sponsor. And of course, I want to thank Ryan and Nick for being my guests. Thanks, guys. No problem. My pleasure. 
We'll have you guys on again at some point soon. And folks, we'll have another show next week, of course, for sure. So stay tuned for that. And until then, cheers, everybody. This has been the Mobile Tech Podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com.